to a new episode of Hot Girl Habits Podcast with me, your host, Ellie Baird. So today's episode, we are going to be talking about tips for sticking with your calorie deficit. So disclaimer, this episode is going to be talking a lot about weight loss. If that's something you don't enjoy listening to or it's not for you, you find it triggering, this episode might not be for you, so tune in next week. Um, but we'll be lightheartedly touching the subject and it will more so be about things that will help you stick with the calorie deficit. So definitely stick around if you are on a fitness journey, a weight loss journey, and that is something you want to find out more information about. Okay, so before we get onto the episode, let's do a little weekly recap. So what have I been up to this week? So it's actually just been the bank holiday weekend, the millionth one of the year. Um, so if you aren't from the UK, basically we have Mondays off for like bank holiday purposes. I don't know, they all have reasons. But this month we have had so many. I think we've had four. I don't know, we've had a lot of them anyway. But um, yeah, it's just been the last one. Um, so what did I do during it? I, it was quite chilled actually, I didn't do loads. I um, went to watch the new Little Mermaid movie. That was a big one. That was very exciting. I love a Disney film. If you want to get me to the cinema, new Disney film, that's the one for me, get me there. Um, but it was so, so good. I think they recreated it really well. So it was like a live action, is that what they call it, when it's in person rather than a cartoon. It was so good. And I, I actually think they did like the effects really well because I'd seen a few bad reviews saying that like the effects weren't very good. But I thought they were really, really good. And it's funny as well, because I think in the advert, um, is it Flounder, the little fish? He looks kind of like creepy and weird, but like in the actual movie, like how he looks, I think is like, maybe you just get used to it as you watch the movie. But I don't know, I thought it was all done really well. I love Little Mermaid, love all the songs. Um, so yeah, I definitely recommend to go and watch that. It's probably on Disney Plus quite soon anyway. We don't want to go to the cinema. Um, but yeah, that was wholesome. Haven't really done too much of that. Oh, Went to Golf Fang again, that ghetto golf, it's now called Golf Fang in Birmingham. Went there for a PR thing on Friday to promote their um, bank holiday weekend offers. Um, and yeah, that was really good, really fun. I absolutely love it there. Like, take me to a mini golf place any day of the week and give me a cocktail and I'm a happy girl. So that was really fun, little girls night. Um, yeah, that's pretty much what I've been up to. Setting everybody up on their online coaching plan. So my um, Hot Girl Summer 12-week programme kicked off. Um, on Monday this week, so when you're listening, it will have been Monday, um, which is really exciting. So I've had a few new people all set up on there. Um, so yeah, can't wait to work with them over the next few weeks. And if you have missed the Monday start, don't worry, you are able to start it like kind of later date. So anytime you want to start, drop me a message. And even if you listen to this way into the future, um, still drop me a message about it, and I will let you know how to get set up. So. Yeah, if anyone doesn't know, I'm a personal trainer. I've been one now for about seven years, absolutely ages. Um, and yeah, I absolutely love it. I've helped so many women transform their bodies, transform their minds. So yeah, drop me a message and I can get you onto my latest 12-week plan. Um, really good way to kind of get a sustainable start to your fitness goals. Um, and yeah, and we'll make sure it's all things that you actually can like maintain and it's not unrealistic. Um, and yeah, so that's exciting. So it's been a good few days. Um, and yeah, back to reality now. So let's get on with the episode, shall we? So we're going to do our quote of the week. We're loving a quote of the week. So this week's quote of the week is, a little progress each day adds up to a big result. And I just think this really relates to being in a calorie deficit because it totally is just about sticking with that each day, doing little things each day to keep you in that deficit. And over time, that's how you're going to see a massive change in yourself. So 
yeah, that is my quote of the week, quote of the day. Um, yeah, I just think it's a good thing to keep in mind. Like all the little things you do in each day are adding up and making a big, big change overall. Okay, so yeah, like we said at the start, quick disclaimer, before we get onto this, we will be talking about weight loss, etc. So if it's not for you, don't worry, skip this episode, but if not, let's get into it. And following the episode, if you have got any questions, um, do drop me a message because I know it can be a little bit of a complicated thing, but I'm hoping that I'll be able to break it down and answer all of your questions as we go. Okay, so what is a calorie deficit? Let's discuss that first. So a calorie deficit is basically consuming fewer calories than you are expending which basically just means you're going to eat less than you burn. So you can put yourself in a calorie deficit in more than one way. So the different ways you can put yourself in a calorie deficit are by basically exercising more, so burning more calories and that, and eating the same, and that's going to put us into a calorie deficit. We can also do this by increasing our NEAT, so our non-exercise calories we're burning. So basically, the calories you're burning from things like steps, data activity, even just like moving around while you're talking, doing your laundry, you know, moving around, doing things like that. So we can increase our NEAT, and that, again, by keeping our calories the same that we're eating, we're still going to be in a deficit. We can also then do this with our food. So we could keep our exercise levels and our NEAT exactly the same, but we could decrease the calories we are taking in, and then that is going to put us into a calorie deficit as well. So think of it like a scale, and basically you can be increasing the exercise side or decreasing the calorie side, and either way you're putting yourself into that deficit. So that's all you need to think of it as. So try not to overthink it too much, and just really think of it as, okay, I need to move more or eat less. And that's essentially what is going to put you into a calorie deficit. And over time, this is going to allow us to lose weight, because if you are consistently in a deficit, your body is basically going to burn body fat. That is the most basic way I can put it across to you, and hopefully that makes sense to everybody that is listening. So, how do we figure out how to put ourselves in a calorie deficit? Because my version of a calorie deficit is going to be different to yours. Because my movement level, my calories burned, my calories consumed, are just going to be so different to yours day to day for so many factors. Like, even if we did the exact same workout, realistically, my day-to-day life is going to involve a different level of movement to yours. And then there's also different things like internal things, my hormone levels, um, the my thermogenesis, how my body's breaking down food, how my body's regulating temperature, my metabolism. You may have issues to do with like thyroid and things. So yeah, there's so many things that are going to change how many calories you are burning and how much of a deficit you are in. But you just need to look at yourself and go from there. So tracking your food can be a really good way to know what you are eating right now. So I'd recommend to start with tracking exactly what you're eating now, seeing what the calories balance out as, or even just writing this down, not necessarily looking at the calorie number, but just knowing what you are consuming now. And then with our food, we can put ourselves into a calorie deficit via the food route by looking at the calories we're consuming now and then decreasing this number. So at the moment, if you track your food and every day you're eating 2,500 calories and you know you want to lose weight, you could think to yourself, right, well, let me put myself into a 10% deficit. Let me eat 2,250 calories a day, and that's going to be a 10% deficit on what you were previously eating. Do this, track your weight, track your intake of calories, and see how well you lose weight. If you feel like you're not seeing any difference, you may need to be in slightly more of a deficit, so you can lower it again, and just go from there, basically. 
be. You don't want to put yourself into too much of a deficit to start because it is going to be a massive shock on your body. So like we said, if you eat in 2,500 calories, we don't then really want to drop that down to like 1,500 calories because your body is going to be so hungry and it will naturally balance itself out. So if you do go into a massive deficit, you'll then have no energy. You're going to move less, especially your neat, the day-to-day -day things you're doing that aren't exercise. You're going to naturally be moving less because your body is going to have no energy. So actually you're not going to be into quite as much of a deficit as you think you are um just because your exercise output is going to drop down if you really really restrict your calories so yeah that's why i'd say make sure you do it in kind of like smaller increments maybe around 10 percent of your calorie intake um, and hopefully it won't be such a shock on your body that way so i hope that makes sense with regards to the food if you are someone that doesn't get on with tracking your calories very well that is okay we can do it by just looking at what you're eating now and essentially like eating a bit less than this and you can do that in so many ways which i'll get on to in the rest of the episode but whether it is by maybe snacking a little bit less looking at your portion sizes things like that i do think tracking is a much better way to get like more obviously if you're tracking something you just know like you know the figures you know the numbers you know that what you're looking at is correct but obviously it's not for everyone so yeah you can definitely do it without tracking that's absolutely fine um, and okay, let's now look at the exercise side of getting into a deficit. So we can get into a calorie deficit from literally just eating exactly how we eat now. So continue eating the calories you eat now, but we're going to move our body more. And this can be through exercising more. So right now, maybe you do no workouts a week. Okay, we're going to start going to the gym three days a week for one hour. That is going to probably burn you. Let's just say you're burning 300 calories in each of those hours. That's three hours. That's 900 calories a week you are now in a deficit of. So for a period of time, that is going to allow you to lose weight. Obviously, you need to make sure you're moving in those um, workouts, you're getting your heart rate up, you are burning calories in them. Um, but yeah, so if you're doing good workouts, efficient workouts, three days a week for one hour, let's say we've burnt 300 calories, fabulous, we're in a deficit, that's going to see a result too. Obviously with this though, you just need to make sure that you're then not going and eating an extra 300 calories and taking yourself out of the surplus. And out of the deficit, sorry. So another important thing to remember here is that let's say we were burning the 300 calories, right, in our workout, and then we did go and eat an extra 300 calories. It doesn't actually mean that you would gain weight. It just means that you would maintain your weight because the amount you put your deficit, yourself in the deficit by, you've just revoked it. Whereas if you then went and ate an extra 600 calories, then you would be going into more of a surplus. So hopefully that makes sense. Um, and yeah, another important thing to remember, I think, with the deficit number is that um your so we all have a basal metabolic rate and it's different for everyone but i'd say for pretty much everyone it's going to be over 1200 so you never really want to drop your calories below this because this means your basal metabolic so your functions of your body that you need to maintain to survive for your body to literally make your organs work you know keep your weight do all these things if you are dropping your calories below that you are going to feel dreadful and you're, you're going to get sick you're going to get unwell so make sure you're not dropping your calories too low it is a journey you need to be patient with it and yeah just make sure you don't drop your calories too low i just wanted to slide that in there you don't want to be in too much of a deficit like you want an amount that like we said your body's functioning that we're doing we're doing okay we're surviving like if you had less than like let's say the 1200 if that was your base metabolic rate it's different for everybody um if you had less than that your body wouldn't even be functioning well if you lay in bed all day so do remember that. I think that's a really important thing to know about with regards to the calorie deficit. Um, with regards to our NEAT putting this in a calorie deficit, so the amount we move day to day, this can really be helped by tracking your steps, setting yourself a step goal. So let's say at the moment you're doing 
3,000 steps a day. If you set yourself a goal for 6,000 every day, get used to that, then up it more. That is going to put you into a deficit as well because you're moving each day, you're burning more calories through doing those steps. So that can be a really useful way. And that's when we talk about things as well, like taking the stairs instead of a lift, parking further away in the car park, supermarket, like all of those things can really help as well. So yeah, and obviously, so we've talked about the different versions. We've talked about putting ourselves in a deficit with food, putting ourselves in a deficit with exercise and putting ourselves in a deficit with our meats and steps, all of that. Um, you can combine all of those things. You can do more than thing, more than one thing at once. I wouldn't recommend putting yourself into too much of a deficit with your food um, if you are also just starting to exercise, just starting to get steps in, all of that, because obviously it's just a big shock in your body, which might work for some people. Some people like to really go hard, but obviously you just want to make sure that you don't then crash and burn. So if you do start going into a calorie deficit with your food, make sure, you know, take it slow, go into a, like a slight deficit each week, you can increase it and change it and everything like that. So yeah, don't feel like you need to do everything at once, like you don't need to go from zero to 100. So yeah, hopefully that helps you understand what a deficit is and how to get into one. Um, okay, so on my Hot Girl Habits Instagram page, if you don't follow us, give us a follow. Um, every week I post a poll on the story, a few questions on the story um, that relate to the episode just so I can get your guys' input, see what you're thinking about the topic, um, and yeah. So this week's questions I put, are you, or are you trying to be, um, in a calorie deficit at the moment? And 80% of you said yes, and I did think it would be the case because obviously we're coming up to summer, and not that you need to lose weight for summer, everybody is a bikini body. However, it's just the time of year where people are getting into their kind of swing of things with fitness. Maybe they wanna, you know, burn off some calories, burn off uh, some, body fat that they maybe gained over the winter, whatever it is, absolutely no need to do it, but if it makes us feel good, it makes us feel good. So 80% of us are trying to be in a calorie deficit. And I asked you guys, what do you find hard about being in a calorie deficit? So what have we got those answers? Somebody said, I feel like I'm eating the same boring stuff. Um, and obviously with being in a calorie deficit, you don't have to eat the same things all the time. Um, I actually have a ebook of basically like loads of high protein, low calorie recipes, which are really tasty. There's so many recipes in there. Um, so if you're interested in that, drop me a message. I'll let you know all the information about that. But um, yeah, I feel like um, if you feel like you're eating the same stuff all the time as well, like even just mixing up like seasonings, flavorings, like the veg you're using, like obviously your protein sources might be quite similar, like week on week, because you've only got maybe so many types, especially if you don't eat meat, things like that. But Obviously, everything around that can be really different. So it's just, you know, trying out new recipes, finding new things to eat that are keeping it different because otherwise it can be a bit boring. Somebody said not prepping snacks, etc., and grabbing something fast that's not nutritional. I do think snacks are the hardest thing about a calorie deficit sometimes because um, I feel like meals, you can make them really interesting, you can make them really different, but like snacks sometimes are just a little bit, little bit more difficult. Like, But I think that with any like diet that you want to go on, like any, whether you're trying to gain weight, lose weight, I don't know, I always think snacks are like the thing that's a bit, what should I have, I don't know, so yeah, I would definitely say like fruit's always really good, it's super low calorie, like veggie sticks and things like that are really good, Um, obviously like that's always going to be a great answer, to be honest, if you're trying to be in a calorie deficit, I'd probably avoid things like nuts and snacks, because they're quite high in calorie, Um, and you can have, obviously they're not necessarily the most nutritional thing, but you could have like the 100 calorie like chocolate bars or crisps that they do, um, there's loads of things you can get, like you can get the fiber one ones, but also even just like things like Kit Kats, because they're not that high in calorie. So if you're just focusing on the deficit rather than like kind of the nutritional value, things like that are handy. Um, and then you've got the snacks that you can kind of make. So sometimes this might sound really odd, but I just like, well, like boiled some eggs and like 
have them with like some mayo and some pepper on in a bowl. Okay, sounds very boring, but really nice. Um, sometimes I'll think, especially because I want to go like that high protein calorie deficit. Um, I'll sometimes do the same like with some tuna, just have that with some spinach. Like it doesn't need to be the most aesthetic, most incredible meal. Um, things like smoothies can be really good. Again, just be careful exactly what you're putting in them if you're trying to be in a deficit because it's quite easy to add them up into quite high calorie. But I just have like some strawberry banana milk and maybe like some protein powder. That can be like less than 300 calories and super filling as well. So yeah, I definitely say, um, you know, with regards to your snacks. And you know what's another thing? I'll talk about this when I actually give the tips, but having things separate. So like I have my protein powder in my porridge normally in the mornings but actually like if I have that separate like that's like an extra thing I can have when I want a snack I can just have the protein shake so that's another good way to think of it um somebody else said tracking each ingredient for each meal phone dependent and it takes the fun out of creating new meals yeah I mean I'd say I think with that to be honest it's just having your phone next to you scanning the barcode of everything like and it's just one of them where you've just got to say well if I want to track my food and I want to be really on it like it is kind of the only way to know what's going to be in my food um, and yeah I think it, it is made super easy now with regards to like my fitness pal you can just scan a barcode like I can keep the scales there weigh each ingredient and if anything it's a good thing because you want to make that thing again if you really liked it you actually know what you put in it um, and in my new um, ebook of meals as well I've got the barcodes for the meals so you just scan the meal into my fitness pal which I think is so much easier because like you said you don't then need to put every single ingredient um, in it like yourself while you make it you can just scan the barcode and whatever's on the recipe is going to go into my fitness pal and you're also able on my fitness pal this is not allowed for my fitness pal i just think it's a really useful tool um to save meals so if you add all the ingredients save it as a meal and the next time you have that you can just add that meal rather than add the singular ingredients um so yeah that's handy somebody else said i'm i'm a grazer so finding filling snacks or small meals that are low in calorie yeah Definitely agree with that. I think a few of you have kind of said the snack thing, but it is hard, isn't it? Like, I think it's sort of just being prepared and thinking about it in advance. So like when you go into your food shop, like getting things that are going to be with it, like, you know, lower calorie that you can snack on. Um, I think meals aren't so bad because like we said, there's so many recipes out there, but snacks are a bit more like, oh, what exactly shall I have? So like we said, focus on like the fruit, the veg, um, the lower calorie, maybe like bars or like bags of things, whatever it is. Um, I actually really like as well, just remember this one. So quite often I'll like make some um, edamame, I'll put it in like the air fryer and I'll just have it in like a bowl in the fridge and I'll just like pick that. Maybe I'm a bit weird, maybe not. You know. I really like that. And I think, yeah, it's kind of just finding what works for you. Um, oh, another little hack. I always make uh, bowls of like salads. Like I'll just cut up like cucumber, tomatoes. Uh, spring onion things like that put some like lemon and honey on it and i'll just keep a box of that in the fridge at all times or like a russian salad so you know when you have um it does anyone know what this is because when i say it to them they don't know what it is so like you you know like the the frozen veg that's like carrots and um what is it carrots peas and uh what is that stuff called sweet corn um you know the bags of that so like um that like steam that whatever you want to do and then add mayo and tuna it's, it's part of tapas, but feel like no one knows what it is, and it's so nice. Anyway, so I'll quite often have a tub of that in the fridge as well, and I think just having things I can go and just, like, get a little bowl of makes a big difference, and they're so low-calorie, like... Um, so, yeah, that's another thing to think about. And with, like, the salad that's, like, the tomatoes and cucumber, like, I'm not tracking that. I'm not putting that in my calories because it's probably, like, 40 calories for the amount I'm having, like... 
and I think you know if if it's getting me a snack in if I eat like a good amount of it obviously I will but usually I'll go in and I'll have about four forks of it and I'm like oh I'm full like that was that was just something like you know sometimes you just think I just want to eat something um so yeah I'd recommend that I think that's helpful somebody else said sticking to it on the weekends oh girl that is the hardest bit isn't it when you're socializing and uh, when you're doing things like that but I think that's when it's important to remember as well that you know, even if you slightly go over being in a deficit, it doesn't actually mean you've got you're going into being in a surplus. So if you hit your maintenance calories like one day, it doesn't matter too much because you're still you're still gonna lose weight because you're still kind of in that deficit. So that's a good way to think of it. Um think of it as like maybe a weekly deficit. And what some people do is decrease their um calories for each day to in the week even lower. So it allows them to have more on the weekends. For me, I don't really find that that works because and I'm just going to be super hungry on the weekdays. Um, I'm just a hungry gal. But um, yeah, that's a way to think of that. Um, and also, I guess it's just that if it's that you like to drink at the weekend, maybe like just take that into account when you are cooking your food. Um, pop the alcohol into my fitness pal before you've tracked your food and kind of assume what you're going to have. So maybe think, right, well, let me put one bottle of Prosecco on. When I go out, I'm going to just have one bottle of Prosecco and then I'm still able to drink. I'm still able to like, you know, go out with my friends, whatever. But um it's just yeah a little bit more of a deficit that way um so yeah i think it's just kind of planning in advance and also making plans that don't necessarily revolve around food or drink which it's a challenge it is hard but um yeah planning different things i don't know like go to go eat go to the cinema go to i don't know that bubble skating place i went to was great like just make plans that don't necessarily revolve around having to eat and drink a lot um somebody else said finding meals to take to work when i can't guarantee a break also without keeping it warm is hard isn't it i feel like a lot of things require a fridge or like to be heated up or whatever and um, something i would say is good that doesn't need any of that is the john west pots like they do these like maybe that's probably because they're not tins but they kind of are they do these like meals and they don't need to be in the fridge and they're like they do like a tuna one they do um they do various like fish ones anyway really good if you eat fish because um like i said they don't need to be like refrigerated or anything they don't need to be heated up you just eat them as like a salad really handy um and i guess with that it's, it's frustrating because i guess most fruit and well fruits generally fine you don't need to keep that in the fridge um maybe you could go like carrot sticks and hummus vibes that would be fine out of the fridge for a while um but it's just actual meals isn't it I, I say tuna parts, I'm like, oh i guess you could go for like a sandwich or a wrap something like that um but yeah that it does make it more difficult and yeah that's a hard one um somebody else said Finding meals that are quick and easy and filling um, as um, a new mum with no time. Um, oh, that is a, a good challenge, isn't it? I'd definitely say meal prepping probably is the key. So make stuff where you've got stuff ready you can grab after, like, you know, you can make three days worth of food, have it in the fridge, you're just heating it up a bit easier. Um, or things like maybe like slow pot meals um, so that you can kind of leave them cooking, go about your day and return to it later. Somebody else said, too easy to end up eating the same thing all the time. Variety is hard when tracking. Honestly, it is so easy to end up eating the same stuff, isn't it? Like, I know I'm a bit of a victim to that. I think I am, um, I'm quite basic. I'm quite, I'm okay, please. I know I like that. Let me just have it again. But yeah, the variety is hard. And I think, especially if you don't eat certain things, like I don't eat meat, therefore I'm a little bit more restricted. Um, I do find with that, though, like I said, like seasoning things differently, maybe using different veg, um, eating like similar things but in a different way it's doable it's just yeah and i think that's where it comes in like just keep looking for recipes keep trying new things and um, and yeah just try not to get stuck in that same sort of rut of the same meals 
and somebody else said tracking everything on busy days while traveling or when tired yeah that is tricky and i guess again with that the meal prepping can help but then you've got bits and bobs there to eat um when you're traveling it is hard because you're going out to restaurants but on things like my fitness pal usually they've got most of the recipes on there well recipes the calories for the meals that you're having out so yeah it's definitely harder on those days and i guess it's just motivation on the days where it is easier and you're not quite as busy to track them because obviously it's going to be a little bit easier because you are in one place um so yeah give that a whirl okay and then i asked you guys as well what is the hardest part of weight loss for you and you guys said staying consistent most plans that anyone has revolve around eating and drinking which is very true and i, I guess in, essentially your answer is being consistent because of my social life and i think with that like we said it's just trying to make plans that aren't revolving around food or drink which is hard but over time i think you naturally do it more and more like so i know my friend but you don't always make plans that revolve around food or drink i feel like we do go out and do activities and maybe even as well like let's say if you are going to go out and have some drinks like me and my friends went to golfang in birmingham on um friday night and we went out and we were out for drinks in quotations um because we were playing golf like we actually only had like two cocktails the whole time we were there um, and it's also sometimes learning when to like call it a night like for us that like, we had such a nice time that like, we went we were there for quite a while and we got the train home and then we don't kind of like drag it out like, we didn't go on a big night out like we were like okay cool like let's go home now like we've had a really good time we don't need to go out and like have loads and loads of drinks so yeah and i don't know we're all a bit lightweight anyway so we were all a bit drunk after the cocktails sorry girls i've just outed you there but um yeah it's sometimes remembering like you could go out for drinks and not have loads of drinks and obviously if, if we were really fighting to be in a calorie deficit we wouldn't have got cocktails either i think that's the other thing like if we'd gone out for drinks and we weren't at um somewhere where like obviously for me there i'm like the vibe is the cocktails like i would have got like a diet coke and, and like a spirit so i'm really into malibu and diet coke and really nice combination um but yeah we would have gone for drinks like that because they are just lower calorie anyway so i could probably have drank god hell of a lot of them to match the same calories in the cocktails and for me like i'd put the cocktails into my wife fitness plan that day anyway so i knew it did take me up to my maintenance calories but i thought that's fine like i'm going out with the girls that it'll be fun um and yeah so i think sometimes that's the thing to think like you just you know you can go out food or drinks and not necessarily go over your calories much but it definitely does make it harder and same with food i guess it's like you know making a good option off the menu like picking obviously like we said a lot of places have the calories on there now anyway so yeah just picking a good option that's not super high in calories maybe not having like a dessert and a starter every time you go out and obviously this isn't forever this is while you're focusing on being in that calorie deficit and i think that's something to remember as well especially if you've got an occasion coming up anyway where you know you want to feel good for that occasion i guess it's just you know working around that and just being a little bit more strict with yourself and yeah just making plans that revolve around other things and even if you're still eating and drinking but there's just more going on so you eat and drink less that's handy um somebody said hitting self-destruct giving up easily even though i want it so badly why is that do you know what and i think it's because it is hard and it is a challenge and you know it, it takes so much like determination and dedication to stick to things like this but actually i think it can teach you a lot and i think it can really like teach you a lot about just doing things that make you feel good and you know the self it's almost like a self-compassion isn't it and it's always that self-respect to yourself of like right i know i want this and i'm not gonna let myself go off track with it and yeah i think it's just 
stay in, in a really good mindset with it. And I think that's why you can't restrict yourself too much as well. Like, you still want to go out, you still want to have those drinks, you still want to go out for food, you still want to eat chocolate every day. So, find a way to do it. Like, find a way that it still fits your calories. Like, have like a smaller bar of chocolate every day. Like, go out and pick a good choice when you're going out for a meal. Go out and get a diet mixer and a spirit to drink instead of cocktail. Like, there's still ways to do it. You can still be in a calorie deficit. And yeah, I think that's a really good way to think of it. Because if you're being too harsh on yourself, if you're eating like barely anything, the same things every day, you're literally going to the gym every single day, like you are going to burn out doing that. So it's just very much like being realistic with what you want to achieve. Um, somebody else said not knowing the best way to do it. You should do my plan. Um, no, I think sometimes just having some guidance, say from a personal trainer, maybe like an online coach, whatever it is, um, can be really helpful. And also remembering that Weight loss is going to be a different journey for everyone. Like what works for one person might not necessarily work for another. Um, and yeah, just enjoying the journey and remembering it is quite a slow process. Like you are probably not going to see a difference after like a couple of weeks, but give it a couple of months and you really will. So it's just accepting that it is a journey and eating in a deficit for a day isn't going to necessarily make a difference, but eating in a deficit for a month, two months is when we're going to start to see a difference. So just be patient with yourself. Um, yeah, be nice to yourself, be kind. Somebody else said eating too much. Um, so I think with that, I'm gonna go on to loads of tips for sticking into a calorie deficit, but those tips are gonna be for you, sis. That's gonna be really helpful. Um, and this is where I think tracking comes in handy as well, because I do think it's, it gives you that kind of accountability of like, well, if I'm writing it down, I know what I'm having, and I kind of know, I'm only kidding myself if I go over it kind of thing. Somebody else said living with somebody who is trying to bulk slash build not having to make separate dinners um i guess with this one it's all just portion size and like maybe what you're having so for example if we're having let's just go really basic chicken rice and veg i could make you a portion of chicken rice and veg which is going to put you in a calorie deficit and then i could also make one for somebody that's going to be in a calorie surplus and it is very much like okay well maybe you're gonna you're obviously going to have a smaller per portion maybe you want to have more of the veg less of the rice um, and yeah, and it's just sort of like, we don't, our plates aren't going to look the same, but they can have the same things on it. And like, maybe they can have some additional things that maybe they're going to have, I don't know, some halloumi on there, you're not going to have, or yeah, it's kind of just accepting that like, our meals can be the same, like, theirs might just be twice the size, for example, and that's fine, like, you know, all our fitness goals are different, and yeah, so thinking of it that way. Um, somebody else said, I know I can have the occasional bad treat meal or drink but the guilt really gets to me so I can't enjoy it. I think that's a really difficult thing, isn't it? Like the the mindset, oh, I'm a bit like this, I can't lie. I'm like, oh, now I feel rubbish. When in the grand scheme of things, for me, I think this is why tracking is good because I put it in and I'm like, oh, lol. Like it's not even calories very high. Like it's funny. And, and do you know what? Even if it does, it's just being like, well, do you know what? All those days I've been in a deficit for, like, okay, today's not actually helping towards that, but it's not, not really revoked all my progress. And it also makes you really think about the portion size. Like, for example, you might go, let's say we've gone to McDonald's. We want a McFlurry. Okay. Not ideal. They're not actually that high calorie, really. And um, they're probably not even going to take you out your deficit. But thinking of it as, they do the little cute mini ones now, right? So, okay, I could get a mini one, and this is not correct information, but let's say that's 200 calories, or I can get the big one and it's 400. I'm going to be just as satisfied with the 200 calorie one. So sometimes just being like, okay, I'm going to have that thing I really want, but I'm just going to go for like the slightly smaller version. I'm still going to be satisfied. I'm still having that thing. I'm hitting that craving. Um, so yeah, that's a good way to think of it. And honestly, like you say, just not beating yourself up. I'm, the person that's wrote this as well, super active. I know you work out all the time. 
I know you live a generally really healthy lifestyle, so it is just kind of thinking like life is all about balance. You've got to live life. Like you've got to sometimes go and do those things that might slightly counteract, you know, the, the days, whatever. But we're out, we're living, we're on holiday, we're doing whatever it is. Like you can't be too strict on yourself because really in the grand scheme of things, that one day where you had something isn't going to make a massive difference. We don't want to be doing it every week and like completely counteracting like our whole calorie deficit for the whole week if we've got a strict goal. But like you say, like, you know, you've got to live life, you've got to enjoy it. So just try not to be too harsh on yourself. It's probably not making as much difference as you think. Somebody else said, not seeing results as quickly as you want. And I think that can honestly be the most frustrating part of the journey. But sometimes I think the best way to think of this is, you didn't gain weight in one week. You didn't eat badly for one week and get to maybe where you're at now, which you want to lose, if that makes sense. You've, it's took a long time to accumulate. So it's gonna take quite a while to revert it back and to get to where you were maybe before or whatever your goal is, if that makes sense, hope the word is that okay. But um, yeah, it, it takes a while to, you know, for weight loss to occur because it takes a while for weight gain to occur. So it's got benefits each way. Um, and yeah, also, I, this is why I quite like to track in various ways. So I like taking photos, I like doing measurements, and I like doing weight because I think weight is the most frustrating measure because it's not just measuring like your body fat, it's measuring so many different factors. So you can be eating in a calorie deficit, but actually like you're tra weight training at the same time, so you're gonna be building muscle. Our hormones are fluctuating everywhere. For women, like we've got our hormone cycle going on, that's gonna change how much water we're retaining. So, there's so, so many different factors. And even just like what you've ate in terms of like some foods are gonna make us retain a bit of water. Doesn't matter, we're not gaining body fat, but it can be very frustrating. So yeah, I think it's important to remember that like we said, we gain weight quite slowly, probably in body fat quite slowly. So we're gonna take a while to burn it as well. And that's absolutely fine. Um, if we're on the right track and also it, remembering like if you are working out and you are weight training, like there's more going on than just losing body fat. Like you're also like gaining muscle, you're gaining like a shape to your body that you didn't have before. Um, and overall in the long run, like you're gonna love your body so much more than you did. Not that you should because all bodies are great, but it's probably gonna look more how you want it to look, in my opinion. That's what I found happened for myself when I started training that way. So yeah, I think sometimes it's just important to remember there's a lot more going on than just like losing that body fat and the scales dropping down. Um, with regards to the scale dropping down as well, something I didn't mention earlier when we talked about a calorie deficit is that it's roughly at 3,500 calories are one pound of body fat. So if you think about it, if we were in a 250 calorie deficit every day for two weeks, that should lose you one pound of body fat, which again, it's gonna fluctuate. Our body weight is gonna change for so, so many reasons, but that's essentially how it works. And if like, let's say for two of those days, you ate an extra 250 calories and you went back to your maintenance, you would need another two more days in the deficit of 250 to lose that pound of body fat. So we don't wanna rush the process. We don't wanna put ourselves into too much of a deficit because like we said, we're probably actually just gonna end up moving less because we're not gonna have energy. So it's better to eat a sustainable amount of a deficit. But yeah, I think that's a good thing to remember as well when you're thinking about the process. Like you're not meant to lose like a pound a day. Like it's just not realistic. I mean, I guess it depends where your starting weight is, but probably not realistic. So yeah, just set yourself realistic goals enjoy the journey and remember that overall like you are going to see a massive change eventually so just keep being consistent and that will be really helpful okay we're going to move on and we're going to do some tips for being in a calorie deficit so i've just got a few tips here some of which we've already touched on really um through answering your guys questions and my responses to that but yeah let's do some tips for being in a calorie deficit 
Okay, so our first tip is gonna be not eating as many calorie dense foods. So for example, things like avocado, butter, oil, nuts, things like that are gonna have so many more calories per gram compared to things like broccoli. And generally like fruits and veg are gonna, because they've got water in as well, they're gonna be way lower calorie than eating the same amount gram wise as um, those higher fat foods. So for example, the ones we said before. So it's important to remember as well that those foods aren't necessarily gonna be bad for you because they're calorie dense. So for example, nuts, they're great. There's nothing wrong with them, it's healthy fats. Same with avocado, full of nutrients. However, if you are mainly focusing on being in a calorie deficit, they are gonna be higher calorie per gram than having other foods. So sometimes it's just important to know that, look at your portion sizes of them and decrease it and then increase our intake of the calorie, the non-calorie dense foods. So for example, loads of veggies like broccoli, things like that, even like high protein foods generally, because there is less calories per gram of protein and carb compared to fats. So that is why we don't necessarily want to avoid fats. We do want fats in our diets, but it's just looking at the portion size of them, maybe weighing them out, things like that. And um, I think that's like a bit of a myth that like nuts are really good for weight loss and all of this, but it is, and again, not that they're not, like if there's something that fills you up and whatever, that's great, but the amount of them you need to eat, there's probably other things you could eat that would allow you to eat a bit more, and probably therefore feel a little bit full up from the same number of calories. I hope that makes sense. The best way to think of it is if you looked at like a plate of broccoli um, that was 100 calories, and then you looked at a, a chocolate bar that was 100 calories, like the plate of broccoli is gonna be massive and it's gonna fill you up so much more compared to the chocolate bar, and not that you should never eat the chocolate bar, but it's just a good way to think of it. So yeah, the calorie dense foods, looking at that, figuring out what's got calories in, because sometimes as well, when things are really calorie dense, you don't actually realize how many calories are in them because they look small, right? Like a little cheesecake over there, it's tiny, but actually it's maybe like 500 calories. And you think, well, I could have had some sorbet that was like 50 calories and probably fill me up the same, because um, it's the same amount of food. So yeah, that's just one thing to think about with regards to that. Um, having things separate, so I did speak about this before, but for example, things maybe you'd normally, let's say if you were bulking, I'd actually obviously recommend you do the opposite of this, like combine everything. So let's say you were bulking, I'd be like, well, when you have your porridge in the morning, put protein powder in it, put peanut butter in it, put like seeds in it, put all these things in it so that you're filling that with calories, making it, making it calorie dense, right? Whereas if you are trying to cook, I would say, okay, well maybe let's have a bowl of porridge instead of putting your strawberries in the porridge, we're gonna have the strawberries as a snack separate. Instead of putting your protein powder in there, we're gonna have that with, as a shape with water separate. And all those separate things are probably gonna lead you to feeling so much more fuller because you feel like you've, oh, I've ate loads of little bits today, but actually you could have literally combined that into one meal. So that's a good way to think of it with regards to just not having everything at once. Um, having high protein foods. So this is gonna help for so many reasons, especially if you're exercising, muscle recovery, everything like that. Um, but they are really good because they're satiated. So they're gonna leave you feeling a lot more fuller, a lot more satisfied with what you are eating. So high protein diet is the key to staying full, being satisfied with what we are eating. Um, intermittent fasting can be really helpful. So if you don't know what this is, this is where you have an eating window each day. So let's say we only wanna eat between an eight hour window. So we're gonna have our first meal at 11 and our last meal at seven. Um, so breakfast at 11, you can, eat all your calories and then by seven o'clock we're done. And I think a really good reason this works is because a lot of us kind of overeat later in the day, like we'll 
snack with telly, we'll do whatever. But with this, you'll kind of probably have your last meal. Be like, right, that's me done with food then. Like, and I think that can be just a really good way to cut out that snacking outside of those windows. It's also very good for your digestive system. If you're somebody with um, an IBD, anything like that, um, really, really good for digestion because you're giving your digestive tract, tract time to kind of repair itself. Um, so yeah, that can be really good for you. Obviously, it doesn't suit every single person's schedule, but one to think about if we're looking at limiting calorie intake. Um, finding lower calorie alternatives can be good. So, for example, maybe the, I don't know, something silly like the bread you use at the minute is like 100 calories a slice. Best bread you can buy that are like 60. If you're having two slices of bread every single day, maybe go and alternate that to one of them. Um, there's loads and loads of different things like you can do, like, Let's say you're you're currently having like breaded chicken in your wraps and it's got so many calories. Go and buy like normal chicken breast, probably way lower calories, like without the breading on. Um so yeah, and not that you need to do these things and not that you need to do it every day, but it is just a good way that you can alternate it. Like even like I don't know, you normally go and buy like little like yogurt pots. Swap them like there might be a version you can buy that's way lower calories, still gonna taste great. Um so yeah, just swapping out little things can make a really big difference. Um, and staying hydrated, so if you think about it, if we're thirsty, our bodies kind of feel hungry, and sometimes you'll think you want to eat, but actually you're just really dehydrated, so staying hydrated can be really good for that, and also it's just good in general, like, your body's going to thrive if it's more hydrated, your skin's going to look better, you're going to have more energy, so yeah, make sure you're staying hydrated, um, not drinking our calories, so for example, um, having a full fat Coke versus a diet Coke, um, there's so many more calories in the full fat one, obviously. If you can have the diet alternative, then why not? So yeah, just swapping over your calorie intake in things like that can be helpful. And I know that people say the diet drinks have got, is it spartane? There's a chemical anyway. Um, realistically, it's not going to be hazardous to you unless you're drinking an, an excessive amount of it. So yeah, I'd say, especially when you're being in a calorie deficit, swapping those drinks over, it's no harm. Like just, I think it's you know you've got to prioritize where you're getting your calories and if you're going to drink 300 calories of coke like you could literally get that from so many other places that are going to satisfy you so much and leave you so much fuller so be aware of the calories you are taking in through things like that Um, meal prepping to make it easier i feel like for me one of the main reasons i'll fall off is when i don't have food ready and i'm like i'm so hungry la 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 and i'll reach for something that's just not great it's adding a load of calories when they don't need to be there. If my food's just ready, I'm not going to snack so much. Um, I know I'm going to get good meals in, which is going to just leave me satisfied all day. So, yeah, prepping your meals can be a really helpful one. Um, cooking at home instead of eating out. Oh, my God, the difference in this. Like, when you go out for a meal, do you have a look at the calories in the menu and think, how has that got that many calories in it? But it's just because they're using oils and sauces and things that we don't use at home. So if you have the option to eat at home or whatever, do that instead with your friends maybe like instead of going out for a meal just say oh come to mine like I'll make us all dinner like things like that can be a good idea if you are trying to lose weight just because when you go out you don't necessarily know exactly what's in it um and limiting oils and stuff like that when you are cooking so um obviously you can still use them and like the spray light uh, fry light that spray is really good because you know kind of what's in each spray but you know just being aware do track it with your meals because it can add on a lot of calories and like we said earlier it's a calorie dense food so yeah, just being aware of oils and stuff that you are adding to your meals. And to be honest, I'd say they're my main tips for um, eating in a calorie deficit. Um, if any has any, anyone has any others they want to share with us, drop me a message, let me know. Um, but yeah, I think sometimes it's just, 
you know, getting into a good routine with things, being super accountable, maybe tracking what you're having or just being really conscious of it. And that can make all of the difference in the world. So yeah, things like that. And just remember, like, you know, even if you go slightly over one day, it doesn't mean you're making such a difference. So don't be too hard on yourself either. Um, and yeah, especially if it's a day where you've done a lot of exercise and you are really hungry, you do have to listen to your body in those scenarios. So if anybody would like any help with being in a calorie deficit, eating high protein meals, anything like that, I have got an ebook of recipes which are all high protein, low carb. So do drop me a message um, if you are interested in that and I'll let you know the confirmation on that. Um, and it will also come with your calories and macros calculated for you so you can track quite easily. And it's super easy to track the food as well because the barcodes on all the recipes will scan you through to MyFitnessPal. So really easy to use. Um, with this as well, if you are interested in a 12-week online coaching plan, my Hot Girl Habits plan is all ready to go. So drop me a message and I can get you set up on that. You'll get workouts all the food information, you'll get that ebook included in that as well. Um, and if you are based in commentary and would like a personal trainer, Ellie Bird Fitness is my Instagram account. Have a look on there. I've got hundreds of female transformations on there. Um, and I'd love to help you too. So um, yeah, do drop me a message. The inquiry form is in my bio for all of that. Um, so let me know if you're interested in it and yeah, we'll get you started up. If not, and you're just on your calorie deficit journey, then I hope these tips have helped you. Let me know how you get on. Keep me updated with your journeys. I love seeing your guys' progress and knowing that the podcast is helping you kind of stay on track. And yeah, thanks so much for listening, guys. Um, little plug before we go. If you want to follow me on Instagram, Lbird is my personal account, E-L-L-B-I-R-D. My TikTok and YouTube are Ellie Bird Fitness. Um, and my personal training account on Instagram is Ellie Bird Fitness too. Um, I post vlogs onto my YouTube every Sunday and they always involve a little workout. So, you know, keep wearing those. They're mic'd up these days, so they're really fun to watch. And I kind of teach the exercises alongside it, so really fun. And, um, yeah, the podcast, keep in touch with us. It's a Hot Girl Habits podcast on Insta, TikTok, and YouTube, especially the Instagram, because that's where I post the polls each week. And it's so nice having your guys' replies um, and kind of getting you involved with the episode that way. So, Yes, thank you for listening and I will see you next week. A new episode every Wednesday, so see you next Wednesday. Bye.